Minds are little, not our thoughts. I'm your host, Siona Vikram. If you're listening to my podcast for the first time, I do my podcast in the format of news, views and interviews. Today, I'm here with a news episode for you after a long time. What? News? Why would kids want to listen to news? It's irrelevant to me. I would defer with that opinion. It's proved that news builds confidence in children. It helps us improve our language, knowledge and concentration too. Isn't that what education helps us to develop? And so, educationists have always suggested that we as children be more aware of current affairs and things happening in the real world. So, are we ready? Let's start with some good things happening around the world. First big space centre of North India launched in Jammu by ISRO. Jammu, one of the most beautiful places in India and possibly in the world, is getting another reason to be proud of. It's all set to get the first big space centre of North India. It has been named Satish Dhawan Centre of Space Sciences. Rightfully so, as Satish Dhawan was a former chairman of ISRO and is known as the father of experimental fluid dynamics research in India. Guess where he was born? In Srinagar. I was awestruck to know all the great progress he made for India through his phenomenal scientific work. The centre is an undertaking between the University of Jammu and ISRO, Indian Space Research Organisation. It is likely to have some proud facilities such as geospatial data analysis so that it would help in continuous analysis of land use patterns and natural resources. Seems like a place you want to get into. They've got spaces for 60 students for the course provided at the training centre. The course will be BTEC and Aviation Aeronautics. The central IIT GEE admission test will be used to select students. Moving on to the next news. Do you know which one is the world's longest suspension bridge? Up until last month, we could have said it was Japan's Akashi Kaikyo Bridge. It's 1,991 meters long and one of the tallest bridges too. Well, not anymore because Turkey inaugurated the world's longest suspension bridge last month on March 18th. Turkish President Tayyip Erdogan opened the huge bridge that set a new record for the world's longest suspension bridge. It's called the 1915 Kanakale Bridge. It's meant as a reminder of a big World War I struggle in the Dardanelles Strait in 1915. The central section of the bridge is just over 2 kilometers longer than Japan's Akashi Kaiko Bridge as it is 2,023 metres long. The bridge crosses Turkey's Dardanelles Strait, linking Europe and Asia. How cool is that? You can move straight from one continent to another. The Dardanelles Strait is a thin band of water that separates the two parts. The new bridge allows people to drive across the Dardanelles Strait in about six minutes. Before the bridge, the fastest way to cross the strait was by boat. The trip was about an hour, but waiting to get on and off the boat could take hours longer. Building the bridge wasn't easy. It took five years and cost about 2.7 
billion dollars. That's what is called an engineering marvel. India and Australia signed a trade agreement. India and Australia signed the ECTA, Economic Cooperation and Trade Agreement. But what is a trade agreement, you might ask? A trade agreement is a pact or understanding between two or more nations to reduce barriers or rules to imports and exports among them. In short, both countries have reduced the tax on each other's products so that exporters can sell and benefit from the large markets in both countries. I'm sure your parents can help you understand this better. The agreement was signed in a worship ceremony. The Indian Commerce and Industry Minister, Mr. Piyush Goyal, and his Australian counterpart, Mr. Dan Tehan, were the signatories. Did you know India is the world's sixth largest economy with $2.66 trillion? Australia is the world's 13th largest economy at about $1.3 trillion USD. Wonder what Australia and India export to each other? India's exports manufactured goods like gems and jewellery, leather, textiles, refined petroleum, railway passenger cars, rice and a few others to Australia. Australia exports services and items like gold, coal briquettes, aluminium oxide, etc. The trade agreement is clearly a win-win situation, don't you think? Now I'd like to turn your attention to aeroplanes. Have you ever wondered what aeroplanes really run on? meaning the fuel? It's called aviation turbine fuel, also known as QAV1. It's made of fossil fuels. That's what is used by airplanes and helicopters. Not vegetable oil. It's strange, but Airbus used fuel made of vegetable oil for its test flight. Like many other industries, the aviation industry is trying hard to move away from the fossil fuels. They're experimenting and developing more sustainable options. Fuel? That's renewable. Airbus is probably leading this as it has made a plane that runs on sustainable aviation fuel or SAF. The test airplane completed its three-hour trial flight from Blagnac Airport in Taulos to Airbus French headquarters on 25th March 2022. The test flight was done on the largest member of the Airbus fleet, the supermassive Airbus A380. The airplane's fuel is made of used cooking oil and waste fats. A Rolls-Royce Trent 900 engine uses this fuel to fly the craft. A company called Total Energies, based in France's Normandy region, supplied Airbus with this sustainable fuel. Fatty acids and hydro-processed esters were used to make the fuel. Due to this, it was free from both smells and sulfur. That sure sounds complex, but I bet our generation will take this technology much further. Thank you, Airbus, for taking sustainability beyond just words. This news caught my attention and I suddenly had to share it with you. We have all heard of Charles Darwin. He was a scientist from the 1800s. His ideas about evolution completely changed the way scientists understand the natural world. This is the reason why we still read about him in our textbooks. 
He recorded his ideas in a series of notebooks labelled with letters of the alphabet. It took over 20 years for Mr. Darwin to turn his ideas into a world-changing book. Ever since then, his notebooks have been considered extremely important for showing how he developed his ideas. The Cambridge University Library has had several of Mr. Darwin's notebooks. Two of them in particular were kept in a small box and were last seen in 2000 when they had been taken out to be photographed. Yes, they have been lost ever since. In 2020, the library made a huge effort to find the books. Workers searched through the 10 million books and other items in the library, but didn't find the notebooks. Finally, the library asked people around the world to help look for the books. They officially reported the missing notebooks as stolen so that police around the world would search for them. Just last week, the two missing notebooks belonging to the scientist were secretly returned to the Cambridge University Library. Yes, in good condition. The notebooks were returned in a pink gift bag with a note that said, Librarian, Happy Easter, X. Jessica Gardiner was the librarian behind the push to get Darwin's notebooks back. And she is obviously overjoyed. That's what it's called a blast from the past. Have you ever heard of Stan, the world's most expensive T-Rex fossil? Well, he now has a new home. Stan is one of the world's largest and most complete Tyrannosaurus Rex skeletons. He's 39 foot long. In 2020, it was auctioned for a record $27.5 million. Some say it was $31.8 million. Wow, that's big money. The precious fossil, bought by an anonymous private buyer, led many paleontologists to fret that the T-Rex was lost in science forever. As it turns out, they had nothing to worry about. On March 23, 2022, the officials of Abu Dhabi, the capital of the United Arab Emirates, revealed now that Stan has a new home at the Natural History Museum Abu Dhabi, the 67-million-year-old dinosaur will be in the care of expert scientists and will continue to contribute to education and research and inspire future explorers. The Abu Dhabi Department of Culture and Tourism said in a news release. Named after Stan Sackerson, the amateur paleontologist who first found the remains in 1987. Stan was initially identified as the plant-eating Triceratops dinosaur. It took the scientists over 30,000 hours of labour to unearth and restore the T-Rex to his full glory. However, the effort was well worth it. Stan's 188 bones represent about 70% of the total skeleton, while his almost complete and perfectly preserved skull is the best T-Rex skull ever discovered. Researchers believe the fierce predator lived in Lara Media, a humid, semi-tropical island continent that existed during the late Cretaceous period. Located in Western North America, it stretched from Mexico in the south to Alaska in the north. Stan could have weighed between 7 and 8 tons. That's about twice as much as the modern-day African elephant. 
the Abu Dhabi officials stated that the Natural History Museum would also house the famous Mortison meteorite specimen. Next time you're in Abu Dhabi, don't miss visiting Stan. You'd have to wait three more years though. But scientists had to wait 106 years to rediscover this historic ship. Anna Shackleton's ship Endurance was found after 106 years. What is Anna Shackleton's ship? And who is Ernest Shackleton? Sir Ernest Henry Shackleton was an Anglo-Irish Antarctic explorer who led three British expeditions to the Antarctic. He used his famous vessel called Endurance to go on his expedition. Endurance got, Endurance got stuck in the thick Antarctic ice for eight months before it sank in 1915. The search for famed polar explorer Ernest Shackleton's ship is finally over. On March 9, 2022, the Endurance 22 expedition team announced the wreck had been found in the Weddell Sea off the coast of Antarctica. The 106-year-old vessel lies at a depth of about 10,000 feet. It is just four miles away from the last location recorded by Endurance's captain navigator, Frank Worsley. Surprisingly, the ship looks barely any older. The ship's near-pristine condition can be explained by the lack of wood-eating marine organisms in Antarctica's freezing waters. We are overwhelmed by our good fortune in having located and captured images of endurance, Menton Bound, Director of Exploration on the Expedition, said in a statement. This is by far the finest wooden shipwreck I have ever seen. It is upright, well proud of the seabed, intact and in a brilliant state of preservation. You can even see endurance arced across the stern. There's something we don't have to wait for. That's climate change. It's happening now and it's only intensifying. Just last month, a powerful tornado caused widespread damage in New Orleans. Just over a year after being battered by Hurricane Ida, the beautiful city has been hit by a powerful tornado. The twister had wind speeds of 160 mph when it hit on March 22, 2022. Since most homes have no basements, residents had to seek other areas to shelter when the dark, ominous clouds began to appear. Some families sat inside their closets while others spent the harrowing 17-minute crouch inside bathrooms. The tornado left widespread destruction as it downed trees and utility poles, flipped cars and school buses, and ripped off roofs and walls from homes and buildings. It is New Orleans' strongest tornado on record. The New Orleans tornado is believed to have sprung from the same storm responsible for the 10 tornadoes that tore through parts of Texas and Mississippi on March 21st, 2022. Imagine, this is damage caused by just one tornado. Climate change is ready to throw many more at us. 
According to the International Federation of Red Cross and Red Crescent Societies report, over 57 million people were affected by climate disasters in Asia alone in 2021. According to the CEEW study, more than 75% of Indian districts are extreme climate event hotspots and more than 30% of districts are extreme forest fire hotspots. It's April and I'm certainly feeling the extreme heat here in Bengaluru. I was surprised to know that heat officer is a real job now. Jane Gilbert has been appointed Miami-Dade County's Chief Heat Officer, a first for both the United States and the world. Extreme heat is the number one climate-related killer, but it has been relatively under-addressed. Now cities are beginning to take action on heat mitigation and management, says Gilbert in an email interview with Down to Earth, or DTE. The climate change is not going to change the fun elements though. Have you ever heard of the fugitive flamingo? The Kansas Zoo apparently had one and it has now been spotted in Texas. A flamingo has been on the run from Wichita, Kansas Zoo for 17 years. It was recently spotted in Texas. Number 492 and its buddy, number 347, escaped from the Sedgwick County Zoo in 2005. While number 347 has disappeared since, number 492, aka Pink Floyd, has been a frequent visitor to the Lone Star State. The famous runaway flamingos, later sighting posted online on March 28, 2022, by the Texas Coastal Fisheries Division is making headlines worldwide. My, imagine the fame it might be enjoying without knowing. (laughs) Pink Floyd was one of the 40 greater flamingos, the most widespread and largest species of the flamingo family, brought to the Kansas Zoo from Tanzania in the early 2000s. The birds, which ranged between 3 and 5 years old, were all adults. Hence, the Sedgwick County Zoo staff decided to trim their wings, similar to giving a haircut rather than surgically removing them, as is done with newborns. However, in 2005, the officials were a little late in clipping the wings, allowing number 347 and number 492 to take flight and escape. Number 347, who flew north towards Michigan, was only seen once and is believed to have perished in the winter. Pink Floyd, who headed south, however, has been seen in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Arkansas, Louisiana and Texas on numerous occasions. In 2006 and 2007, the escapee even found a companion, a Caribbean refugee flamingo who probably arrived in the US from Mexico during hurricanes Rita and Katrina. I just love the Pink Floyd story. Did you? Are you wondering where I get all this news from? I would really encourage you to visit these sites to get lots more amazing information and news. My favorite ones are kidnews.top for lots of Indian-based news. If you're interested in international news, I'd recommend doganews.com and of course, newsforkids.net.
here's some news about my little wise club. I was super thrilled with the collection drive last month. A five-year-old eco-warrior and his mother took it on themselves to run my club in their apartment. He was also the first ever eco-warrior to receive a coupon and even redeem it. He bought himself a wooden puzzle from brownliving.in. Come and join into my effort for Mother Earth. It's about time we stop playing with plastic toys and start identifying things made of plastic around us. Bring them into my little wise club and be the change. My next collection drive is all set to happen on Sunday, 24th April. Don't forget to follow me on social media. Thanks a ton for listening. Bye!